I have been a rich man and I have been a poor man and I choose rich every fucking time. <laughs> I had a dog, his name was Tax. When I opened the door, income tax. On the call, on on it, on the, on the podcast this week, we have Andre the Giant, who doesn't wear a shirt. Don't ask me why. We've got Booker T, five-time, five-time, five-time EPL winning champion. <laughs> We're still suffering from last night. Starboy, Booker T. And we've got HBK, I'm just a sexy boy, Sean Michaels. In the house, how are you boys doing? How's your week going, boys? It's going terrible. Talk to me, Booker T. What's, what's, what's going on, Booker T? What's happening? Why are you in this bad, dark space? It's one thing to, it's one thing to wake up hungover after watching a football game, but it's... Uh... Another when you, you you lose and you you're sitting second in the log, but it's fine. We'll recover. Uh, I mean, I'll recover. I, how, how was your Valentine's Day, Booker T? It was good. It was good. It was expensive, but it was good. Hey, <laughs> so hey, so hey, hey, Booker the T. Man did you take? Did 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 you spend on all of your Valentines, or did you just pick one Valentine? No, just one, just oh. one, just one. Social media is killing us these days. You, you better. You, and yeah, we we entering into a recession. We can't uh, uh, there's no room for for, for extras over here. Uh, the, the other girls got a sick note. <laughs> financial fair play. HPK Shop Michaels. How how's your financial situation looking like? It's tax season. You feeling strong? Yeah, tax season. It's uh. Look, if you pay if you pay your dues over the course of the year, you shouldn't have any trouble in tax season. It's always interesting to see how there's this massive flurry around tax season, as if people forgot that they needed to save the whole year. They forgot that they needed to contribute to their their, their retirement the whole year, and then suddenly this one or this two-week period leading up to the end of the tax year is when all of these things become important. Tax maverick. Yes, sir. The man himself. I see you've got some. You've got congrats on the twins. We haven't had a podcast since then. I see you've got some child labor helping you file some tax returns. How accurate are the are the toddlers? Are they making mistakes? Are they more accurate than you are? Should expect? Yeah. Look, um, they they are quite uh, productive employees. Um, they put in their their good in, their good few hours, but they take afternoon naps. So. You know, it's it's that Cape Town, it's a Cape Town thing, you know. Honestly. Are you are you paying PAYE <laughs> for them? <laughs> <laughs> so, really important convo today: how to beat the tax man, how to stab SARS, how to pay less tax, 
how to put money back in your pocket. And this is something where there is no VIP section, guys. The GOAT World Cup winner, Lionel Messi, Shakira, Martha Stewart. Who am I missing? Where's these lives? Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr. There's no VIP tax section. Tax Maverick. How do so many celebrities end up in these bad tax situations? Where are the advisors? What's going on? Why is so much undeclared income? Why is everyone from FC Barcelona to Lionel Messi to Martha Stewart facing hard time? Time in the clink. Hard time. Why? Why? Surely this is a straightforward thing. Where is it all going wrong? It's it's a straightforward thing, but I think a lot of I think a lot of people forget. Like you know, if pays your earners deducted automatically, it's fine. You know, you submit your return and you, you, th you your taxes are sorted out. But the moment you have income from different sources and pays you earn or some automatic tax isn't deducted, that is when things go by the wayside and people forget to get accountants. Frequently, I get clients who, you know, for four years haven't submitted or for five years haven't submitted or for goodness, 10 years haven't submitted. And then when you catch them up, they owe SARS or whatever international tax authority in other countries. It could be millions. It could be 500,000. It could be 100,000. And that's often the case what happens is people, and it is something that people don't want to think about. People, tax is one of those things that a lot of people put their head in the sand and they, they think by avoiding the situation, you know, they aren't going to be found out or, you know, but then they have to catch up and, you know, catching up is difficult. And if you don't catch up, you know, tax evasion, people, people go to jail for tax evasion. Uh, sometimes not for other crimes. So, yeah, it's just something that people don't want to think about. People don't want to deal with tax. Tax Maverick, are you saying it's better to commit other crimes? <laughs> is that is that the moral of the story here? No, I'm not condoning any specific crime. I'm just yes, saying. He's, 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 he fucking he employs, he's got child labor. Like this guy. What do you mean? He employs Stone children. Cold. He employs Stone children. Cold Andre Botma. Bukachi, I won't, I, won't, I won't reference you in the same sentence as children for obvious reasons. But let me ask you a question since, since, since I'm always quizzing you. Bukachi, what's the difference between tax evasion and tax avoidance? Uh, I mean, okay, well, it all comes down to legality, right? Tax evasion is when you, uh, in a criminal way, uh, don't pay your taxes or... Uh, hide income so that your taxable income can 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 be reduced uh, it's illegal and it ends up in you going to going to the slammer and just remember that there are no white collar prisons in south africa jail is jail so you will be there with hardened criminals um, and tax avoidance is finding uh, loopholes or finding ways to reduce your taxable income in a legal manner to uh, to make you pay less tax which is pretty much the focus of our, of our discussion today we're not we're not telling you guys to commit crimes. We're not. We're not telling you guys. Oh, sorry. I, I didn't. That, that wasn't part of the script. This was a podcast on tax evasion. <laughs> uh, I'm not. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure what you guys are looking at. Am I on the wrong podcast? Should I leave? 
This is a tax evasion podcast. Next week's recording. That must be next week's recording. But to my, to my knowledge, we're not, we're not telling you guys to commit crimes. I'm not trying to see any time in the cell. Uh, we're, we're teaching you how to avoid tax, not to evade tax. And let's get stuck straight into a tax maverick. Number one way on the top of the list to pay less tax. Let's talk about retirement annuities and pension fund contributions. Yeah, so those, well, the three, they, they sometimes, I sometimes refer to them as PPRA, so Provident Fund, Pension Fund, or Retirement Annuities. Generally speaking, if you're an individual taxpayer, either you can do a Provident Fund contribution or Pension Fund contribution through your employer, and if you want to do your own retirement contributions outside of that or in addition to that, you can get a nice tax deduction. And the tax deduction is higher the higher your tax rate is. So if you're at the 45% tax bracket making retirement annuity contributions, your tax break is, is 45%. But if you're at the 26% tax bracket, your your contributions only nets you a deduction of 26%. And it's unfortunately capped out to 350. And in my opinion, SARS should definitely raise that cap. But that is easily one of the most, one of the number one ways for individual taxpayers to actually get a refund from SARS. The other two that we're gonna talk about uh, are, are, less, are, are less common ways to get refunds, but yeah. The, the, the big problem with RAs, pensions, and provident fund contributions is that they are tax deferred, which means that uh, if you withdraw them before a certain age, you pay heavy taxes on them. So just be careful that you go into an investment that you don't really want to be in just to save some taxes. Booker T and HBK Shop Michaels, we've been working on some retirement annuity type products recently what are what are some of the biggest eye-openers for you when you've run the market research when you speak to gen z millennials guys who have just started working i mean you've seen the stats it's shocking how few people actually set up these funds how many people have enough cash to retire i mean what's been the the burning red flag for you designing these products what what is important when you think about these products is, yes, you are getting the tax benefit today. You're getting a tax deduction today for your contribution, but you're also locking in that money often for decades. And so what becomes very important is to make sure that whatever you are locking that money in is generating wealth for you, because it's very easy for you to look at a tax deduction today and be like, ah, you know, I'm getting money back. But if that product is a very simple, you know, very simply is not generating a return after fees greater than inflation, you're actually losing money. And you're losing money over a 20, 30 year period because you made that contribution. And so fees become fundamental to your product selection. Because ultimately, I mean, you could be saving, you could be getting a couple grand back now uh, in your tax saving. But actually, what you're doing is you're eroding that wealth and you're eroding wealth over a long period of time. I mean, some of the numbers that we crunched was, was wild. You know, an extra 1% in, your, in the fees that you pay on an RA, you know, for every 1%, you can result in losing half of your total capital at the end. That 1% difference is a difference between 10 million or 20 million when you're ready to retire. It's massive. Booker T, 
I think it's just how few people know what they're putting their money into. So we ran market research. We looked into how many people are aware of the fees, how many people are aware of what assets are actually in the portfolio that they're investing in. They have no idea. They, they're putting money away just to get the tax benefit and to save for retirement, which is good. Don't get me wrong. I think it's good that people are actually doing that. But they have no idea what they're investing in. And, and it also leads down to, you know, we, we saw a stat that was uh, 13% of South Africans in their, in their retirement planning save enough for when they actually retire without becoming any kind of burden on their family members or, or burden on the state. Uh, that's an extremely low number. And it comes down to the fact that, one, people don't save for retirement at all. And two, people who do save for retirement don't actually invest in something that's going to, to give them a comfortable retirement when they're done. Uh, they're not saving enough or they're unaware of what fees are, are in place. So, you know, it's just a lack of reading the fine print. But the, the issue that comes with the fine print is we looked at so many different products out there. And it is so difficult to find out what fees you're going to be paying and what they're investing in. It's actually, it's, I, I don't know why there isn't better legislation to govern this. They, they hide everything and you have to start investing with them in order to find out what's going to happen to your investment. It's like you have to get to the point where you have quotes or you, you actually put money in before you see what's actually happening. Uh, so it's a bit of a mess. It's a bit of a mess. Not a bit. It's, it's a lot of a mess. I mean, t- we looked at a number of products. Retirement annuities are one that many people don't actually forensically study. But tax maverick, TFSAs, tax-free savings accounts, massively powerful tool. Very few people understand what it is, how it works, what the limits are for contribution. In 30 seconds, what is a tax-free savings account. So a tax-free savings account is an investment account where you can contribute up to 36,000 a year and up to 500,000 rand in a lifetime. So those are your upward limits. Contributing more than that will, will result in penalties. And basically, whatever investment is housed underneath this tax-free savings account won't have any uh, tax obligations. So if you've got uh, if you've got shares in there, you won't pay dividends tax. If you have, uh, and you won't also pay capital gains tax. If you have cash in there, you won't pay uh, tax on the interest. Now there is a caveat with tax-free savings accounts. They, you know, they 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 are included in your estate, so they do have estate duty. And the other one is you do pay tax on foreign dividends. But other than that, everything else, capital gains tax, in, tax on interest, and tax on dividends is it's completely tax-free. Yeah, and I think there's an important point here, right? Uh, Stone Cold Andre Botwa. And that is that the, the retirement annuity, so contributing to a retirement annuity gives you a tax benefit today in your tax return in the year that you make the, co- the contribution, you have a deduction. Now, for tax-free savings accounts, your contribution, you don't get a tax benefit today. but you, get, you only get that benefit when you liquidate that investment at the end of your life cycle. So one is tax, a tax gain today, the other is a tax gain much in the future. And often that, that benefit in the future is much greater than the benefit today, but you just have to be patient and disciplined. Yeah, that's 100% correct. So 
in addition to, and we'll do a, a full standalone episode on tax-free savings accounts, because I think it's, it's such a powerful tool. Because if you work out your gains in the stock market and you adjust your after-tax gains, I mean, Tax Maverick, we've built a business on this, on helping people structure their crypto assets, on their stocks, on commodity gains. And we've seen how rich winnings become poor pennies after you work out the tax because people are trading day in, day out. You know, they end up in situations where they pay considerably more tax than a person that's a passive investor that's buying and holding for a long period of time. So I definitely think there's a separate conversation to be had around trading, investing, and tax-efficient strategies of managing your portfolio. And, you know, you can touch on it briefly, but, you know, the more you trade, the more you tend to expose yourself to a tax calculation. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you're if you're in a crypto space, or if you're in the share trading or even day trading space, uh, forex forex trading, a lot of people think, ah, oh, okay, even all forex traders specifically don't think they have to pay income tax. Uh, share traders and crypto traders now finally understand that they have to pay tax, but a lot of people didn't understand that every single little movement that you do in crypto results in a taxable event, which just means that there's a potential tax implication. So the general advice that that is now given and people understand that now is if you want to be invested in crypto and you aren't a trader by profession, it's not what you do for a, a living, uh, you just huddle. So you, 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 you buy and hold and that that decreases the amount of tax that you're exposed to on your crypto and the same thing applies to shares. Yeah. And and I think, you know, Tax Maverick, what's important here is people often think because the tax man doesn't have visibility on an account that you don't pay tax on it. And it's a mistake a lot of forex traders, crypto traders make because they think because this account, you know, it's a self-declared thing and I'm not declaring this tax, I can get away with it. And many people do get away with it, and they get away with it for a long time because Sars just doesn't know about that income. The risk is that one day, one day is one day, right? One day you get lifestyle audited, or one day you get, you know, a, a, a tax audit, and that income becomes visible to the tax man. You are then liable for not only paying all of that historic tax but you're also liable for all the penalties that are levied because you didn't declare that tax. And that's when that's, that's when you end up going to jail. Guys, when VAR comes out and they go out to the assistant ref and VAR says it's a penalty, ho, ho, ho. You're going to be retaking a penalty from five, ten years ago, my man. The money that you've spent, <laughs> that cash that you don't have, and you know what? If you don't, like Booker T says, leverage is the, leveraging is the experience in financial crime and spending hard time in prison. In the as clink. As a juvenile. As a juvenile. They, they call it prison Booker. He was they call eating gruel. He was eating gruel. What was the yeah. worst part about prison, Booker T? What was, was it the Dementors? <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what was the worst part about prison, Booker Mike? <laughs> Prison Mike, what is the worst part about it? I'm Prison Mike. 
You know why they call me Prison Mike? Do you really expect us to believe you're somebody else? Do you really expect me to not push you up against the wall, biatch? Oh, okay. wow. Yes. All right, hey, 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 hey. That's just the way we talk in the clink. I'm pulling focus away from this this long-standing ridiculous joke that I've ever spent time in prison. <laughs> um, Be honest, have you? Have they ever taken your fingerprints? You 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 know why? Now you see CSI. I was afraid. Ah, Lee Keating. I was afraid. Horatio. The charges. The charges are dropped. Horatio. It does, it does lead to an interesting point, right? Because there's definitely someone who's listening to this podcast right now that hasn't paid their taxes and they're sweating bullets. You! You listening to the podcast! <laughs> you! <laughs> you! <laughs> it's me! Hi! I'm the problem! I thought there's someone who's panicking. There's someone who's stressing. So, Mr. Tax Maverick, while we have you here, what would you advise that person to do and what are the potential consequences of you not paying your taxes. Sauce make you swim with the fishes. That's my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I want to make a uh, I want to make a commentary on an observation I made over the years is people people don't complain about paying tax if they if they have the money to pay the tax they don't complain about the tax. If they don't have it, if they've spent all the money and now they pay SARS, that is when they complain. So if people find themselves in a rut, they've discovered that they that they have to pay SARS this amount of money. The first thing is if you are assessed by SARS, which means that the tax is created, the tax debt is created, SARS knows about it, then you have to make a plan. You either have to make a plan to, to pay SARS immediately so you'll get a final demand if you just don't pay them and then they can have court summons if you ignore the final demand and in the final demand they give you three options one pay SARS off immediately two uh, ask SARS for a payment a payoff plan of three to 36 months uh, or ask for a debt compromise if you opt for a debt compromise where SARS wipes off some of the tax debt you have to prove to SARS that you cannot pay them so SARS will go through the lengths of even saying you have to get a loan first. If the loan is not given to you, then we'll consider your uh, debt compromise. So if a tax debt, if SARS knows about it, you'll, those are the three, the three options that you have. If you haven't submitted your returns, but you, but you suspect that you are going to owe SARS a lot of money, that is where the best thing to do is to come clean because the penalties on intentional tax evasion, that's where you just do not submit or under declare, is like 200% of the actual tax due. So if you're supposed to pay SARS 500,000, you're going to end up with a bill of uh, a million plus, plus, plus interest. So yeah coming clean is better coming clean is is the easier pill to swallow and to pay off than just not telling SARS anything and thinking you can get away with it let's let's let me tell you something let me tell you something all right let me tell you something let me tell you something wait so tax maverick let, let, let's talk about a non-profit rolex rolex is a non-profit company okay hello I did not. <laughs> now you know. Now you know. You got your own, you're sitting with two Rolexes on your hands, one New York time, one London time, and you don't know they're non profit. Look at you. But here's the thing 
Let's talk about donations and creating non-profits and creating entities in which you can push cash through. If you have to donate all this cash to Booker T's Children's Education Trust. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Spinner Rooney Foundation. The, the Starboy Trust. It's a Section 18A organization. It's accredited, it's above board, the paperwork's tight. Is it false to think you can stick all your cash in to a non-profit or claim it as a donation and all of a sudden you just don't pay any tax? And how, how, how dangerous is that style of thinking? I mean, this... I don't know whether, whether it's an easy mistake to make or, or, just, or just ignorance or a lack of understanding how tax works. But tax is calculated on taxable, taxable income. And so when you make a donation, let's say you, let's say your OSA is 50, um, and you take the 50 and you pay that to a, and you argue, hey, I'll rather pay the, the, the Section 18A organization than pay SARS. You simply reducing your taxable income by 50,000. You are not reducing your tax by 50,000. Tax is a percentage of your taxable income. So if your taxable income is 100,000 and, and tax is 20, uh, 20%, then the tax is 20,000. Uh, 20, so you can, that's simply, you, you simply can't do that. The, the actual deduction, the way you work it out, is it's about 10% of your income. So if your income was a million and you've got 100,000 lying around that you're not using, you can reduce your taxable income by 100,000 and only pay tax on 900,000, not 1 million. But I must. So that's so that's a, like an expense, hey. It's, so it's not a. Yeah, it's it's an expense. It's not a tax benefit. It's not. It's not like medical aid is, where you're getting a tax credit. Correct. That is just a a permittable expense in your in for you as an individual. It means SARS is letting you write off a little bit of, of, of the good deeds that you do, supporting the Spinner Rooney Foundation, helping young children learn how to spin on their heads. Stay out of crime. <laughs> exactly. And and just, just one technicality. Make sure that if you make a Section 18A donation, that you actually get the certificate for it. Because without oh. the certificate, SARS will disallow the, the claim. Oh, Sorry, Booker T, are you section 18A? I just want to check. I, 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 am, uh, I don't run any kind of organization. I don't do charity. I, but, I'm only interested in self-improving my wealth. But listen, Booker T, on the real, on the real, <laughs> the, strip club, the strip club is not a charity, even though charity works there. And charity, listen, charity does begin at home. Let me tell you that. <laughs> so I've tried making those claims of, uh, of, of grand expenditure. The grand, the grand. The grand, the grand. Did you say the grand expenditure, Booker T? You know me. Listen, the buffet. Whoa, you're going to be sleeping on the couch this week, my boy. That much I'll tell you. You better hope the missus doesn't listen to this podcast. You're on the couch, boy. This is my password. This is my password. What do you mean? This is now. They got you on the social media, social media page. You're on the IG stories on the grand. IG stories for sale. I see you, boy. Speaking of medical aid contributions, tax maverick. 
considering that a lot of the guys on this call believe in medical aid, they just believe in taking penicillin shots. How does medical aid work in helping you pay less tax? Uh, this this is a throwback to when medical aid prior to 2014 used to be a nice tax deduction, you know, and still to this day, people think, oh, I want to submit my medical expenses that I, that I had this year. I, I, under, I had an operation. Can you please submit this? And I was like, dude, it changed from a deduction to a credit. So how this works back in the day, you could get refunds. You could get nice refunds if you, if you had a lot of medical expenses. So it's changed the system that now it's limited to tax credits and it's extremely limited. So you get tax credits for every for every member or person that you have on your medical aid. So if it's one, you get a higher tax credit. So so for every dependent on your medical aid, you get a higher tax credit. But there's an additional tax credit if you have out-of-pocket medical expenses. But and I say that with a caveat: if you're over 65 or if you have a disability, then your claim for that additional credit is way higher than if you're under 65 or you do not and you do not have a disability so but it's a tax credit so it reduces your tax uh, your tax liability but it yeah there's there's a technical way to work it out that for some reason you don't get a refund if you if your medical aid credit is already deducted by your employer so that is that is a place where it can it can get a bit weird but tax maverick we are talking about small Indiana money here, hey? We are not talking <laughs> yeah, about small. big, big money. No, it's tiny. This, uh-uh. this tax credit that you are talking about, this is like 300. <laughs> this is like 350 a month. Guys, if you, I mean, uh, we all know how much medical aid is. We are paying thousands upon thousands and we're talking about a tax credit of 300 rand. Just for a kawaii smoothie. You know, for a kawaii smoothie and so that you must do push-ups so you can qualify for a loan. It's madness. I'm tired of waking up every three hours to do 400 pull-ups, 700 crunches, and <laughs> doing one, 120 on the bench press just so I can get points. I can't live like this, man. They put a camera in your goddamn car to check whether you're driving properly, and you accepted it. They put a camera up your ass. They put a camera up your ass. They literally put a camera up your ass. They put a camera. <laughs> Booker T is not laughing because he can't laugh. It's uncomfortable where it is right now. But they do ask him. <laughs> no, but uh, but HBK makes a brilliant point. I mean, back in the day, it used to be such a good deduction, and people would get nice refunds from it. But now that it's a tax credit, and the tax credit is so small, that's why I never, in my tax advice, I never tell people to get medical aid in order to save on taxes. I say get medical aid if you can afford. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You you don't tell people to get medical aid. No, if they can, if they want medical aid Whoa. in order to get a tax benefit, I never give that advice. There's some poor guy right now sitting there with the pliers he went out to builders and he's doing his own root canal extraction thanks to you you feel <laughs> proud of yourself yes <laughs> wow <laughs> tax memory gone bad <laughs> take us through work from home how do i claim back the fact that i live in my house and now work from home is now home from work and that i'm consuming all of the contents in the fridge, in my neighbor's fridge. I'm burning through data. I have three laptops open right now. I've built a studio and that kind of studio as well. How do I claim all of the work and the side hustles and everything that I'm incurring? All of this Uber Eats, Booker T, 
shout out Uber Eats on the Corp card. How do I claim all of these expenses? Uh, guys, don't don't get me started on this. The, a bit of a bit of history. Twenty twenty one. Everyone. Everyone. Okay, we won't. Let's, Let's move on. No, it's fine. We won't. We won't get you started. We'll move no, on. No, stop. I'm, I'm don't covering it. I'm covering it. I'm blasting through. I'm back. Back in sixteen fifty two. Okay. Where everyone worked from home. <laughs> where the medical aid benefits were good. Where the medical aid, where we used to do surgeries ourselves, where we used to amputate our own legs, and now I don't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> so to to give context, people working from home was a thing that people could claim, but it was it wasn't really claimed before COVID happened. And then please tell this to Booker T. Sorry to interrupt, tax man, but please tell this to Booker T. Because Booker T comes into the office once every three weeks now. Now, guys, <laughs> so. and you know what the thing is about Booker T? He'll come into the office and I've never seen a man so visibly miserable in a work environment. <laughs> he will come in and he will just he will look like he's smelling something bad for the whole time he's there. But man, I live in Pretoria. He'd rather show us the crack on his wall. And show us the crack. He's on the crack. They come into the office. I live in Pretoria. Uh, it, it's a long distance to travel oh. to come in. This guy, he, can I tell you, he goes from Pretoria to Cape Town more frequently than he goes from Pretoria to the office in Sanchez. <laughs> How wild is that? Well, it's, 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 plain, it's plainly and simply because when we first spoke about me joining, I was told I can work from home. I'm just taking up what I, I'm just doing what I said I was told. I, where, where, you are, where, where are you right now, Booker T? Where are you dialing in from? Uh, I'm in Cape Town. 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 Oh. <laughs> Is that all, Booker T? Is that working from home? Is that working from home? Uh, I'm, I'm working from the Airbnb, which is my current home. I, I have wow. food here, my clothes here, my PlayStation's here. I'm all good. Oh, look at him. Okay, Tex Maverick, sorry, please please carry on. We just, we just had to let all good, the all good. audience know what we deal <laughs> with here. Yeah, so, I mean, bef- before, the, before COVID happened, people claimed working from home here and there, but it wasn't anything like what SARS expected to happen in 2021. So 2021 tax year came around and everybody tried, everybody who worked from home tried to claim work from home. And then SARS hit back at everyone and 71% of all claims put in was disallowed. So- Whoa, say that again. 70, <laughs> say that again. 71% of everyone who claimed working from home was disallowed by SARS. And wow. that includes legitimate, uh, legitimate claims for working from home because people either didn't submit the supporting documents correctly. A lot of the claims were invalid. And now two years, two years later, we're heading, or, you know, into, a, we almost finished with the 2023 tax year. The limitations on working from home is set in stone. There's, it's cornered off. You literally have to have a home office used exclusively for office use. It may not have private use has to be a room with four walls, has to be equipped as an office. You have to... Oh, hold on, Tax Maverick. So, I, wait, hold on. You're telling me, and in this economy, where people don't have the luxury of having multiple rooms and bedrooms, are you saying if I work from 
the kitchen. A, a, a bedroom. I can't claim it because I sleep there. Correct. <gasps> it's not allowed to be multi-purpose. So the room has to be single purpose and that single purpose is for work. SARS will go so, so far as asking for photos of your office to prove that it's a home office. And That's they wild. took it a step further that they disallow wow. people to claim bond interest that, you, that used to be allowed and it's now disallowed. So even if you own the home and you're claiming the bond interest as your apportionment for home office, SARS has disallowed it because they're saying if you're an employee, you are limited by a specific section 20, 23M and interest is not an allowable expense under the 23M prohibition. So working from home is very difficult to claim. You have to tick the right boxes. And in fact, I had a chat with the CEO of SITE, the Institute of Tax Practitioners, and he said uh, in, the, in the tax in Daba, working from, claiming working from home is often not worth the time and effort it takes trying to claim it from SARS. If you want to claim it, you better claim it properly, but it's, it's a pain. But there is good news. If you are not an employee, which means that you're either a sole proprietor, you work for yourself, or you're a commission earner, or you're an independent contractor, so you're not in full-time employment, then it is way easier to claim you work from home. Oh, the other requirement that I almost forgot is you have to get a letter from your employer to state that you work from home, and the employer must say why you must work from home. So SARS has made it a nightmare to claim it. First, you've got to get a letter from your employer saying you work for them. You work from home and, and why you work from home. Oh, no, that you work from, for, for them. I mean, that's the first problem, you know? Trying to get your employer to recognize that you actually do some work. <laughs> it's, maybe it's just a problem I have as an employer. You notice how Lord's laughing on this call as he hits close to home. Guys, no. <laughs> Especially <laughs> Booker T. I see you out there. Yeah, I might be requesting that letter soon. I'm going to give it a bash just to see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll give you, do you want a recommendation letter? Do you? Booker T is going to be out there submitting photos of Airbnbs to SARS. What kind of nonsense is this? He's taking his bed out of his room. What kind of tomfoolery is this? He's putting his bed outside his room and taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Your mattress is chilling outside. We have an office upstairs that we just don't use. I'm just going to take photos of that. That's not an office. Self-snitching greatest hits. Trust me, I didn't want to believe there was such a thing. There is. There's another name for that. There's a dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my pleasure room. <laughs> okay, Tax Maverick, how about uh, travel allowances? We got a man who travels from Pretoria to Cape Town because his office is in Cape Town, apparently. How does he claim that? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you guys with another technicality. If oh, you, man. <laughs> no. If no. You, dude, tax is full of it, unfortunately. Travel allowance is the specifics about what uh, it's important to know what SARS thinks about business kilometers. And they have said in the interpretation note, business kilometers is not excludes travel to and from work or to and from office. So, so if you travel from your office to home or home to office, that is not uh, that is not business kilometers. Business kilometers is from client to client, from home to client. There may be sites that you work that you work at offsite, and then basically you either get a travel allowance from your employer, uh, 
and then you could claim your bis kilometers so you can get a percentage deduction on that or uh, you work for yourself and you claim a percentage of your motor vehicle expenses but it's it's apportioned according to your business kilometers versus your total private kilometers and so like i said you unfortunately you can't claim the travel from home to office as business kilometers so there, there is a limitation but if you travel a lot for clients or you go to often for site visits or things like that, then, then, then you've got a, a much higher claim. So hold on, Tax Maverick. What's the easiest way for me to keep track of the mileage? Are there apps? Are there, yeah. I know old school, you had a little book that you exactly. wrote this stuff into. So what's the, the model solution for this? There's these USB sticks that you can that you can put into your car that that tracks your that tracks your kilometers for you and GPS trackers you can buy them off take a lot and there's I think there's also a website called GPS Logbook and I th and their logbook that you do actually looks like the SARS logbook which is very useful and so the things that you need to track on it is your opening and closing kilometers uh, the total business kilometers the place you travel to uh, and your reason for travel. You don't need, contrary to popular belief, or you don't need to track your private kilometers. You only need to track your starting odometer, closing odometer, and total business kilometers traveled per day. So, Tax Maverick. That means HBK going to the Raj. You can't claim it. You're this sounds like a rash. This sounds like admin. Like, what type? What kind of benefit? How big is this benefit? How much of the of the travel can you claim back? Is it is it worth it? And and for what type of people? What type of travelers does this become worthwhile? If you're a property agent, let's say you let, let's say you work for an estate agent, uh, uh, yeah, a property agency, and you drive around a lot, viewing properties, showing properties, and whatnot. You are traveling a lot in the car. It's often. Often I'd say if more than 50% of your travel with that car uh, is for business, for business-related things, going to clients. So your job is almost not in the office. It's outside the office. You drive a lot for work. So you can almost claim, so let's say your travel allowance is 100,000 Rand. You can sometimes get a claim to about 80,000 Rand deduction if the majority of your kilometers were for business, but it's specifically for people who spend more time on the road than in the office. That, that's that's where the benefit uh, is sitting. What, what about what about if you're taking a, a cab or your Uber, and you but you're going to the client side? Yeah. So so Uber, if you if you use Uber or, or taxis, usually you, you should be able to claim that if you're a commission earner or contractor or sole proprietor, you can't claim that as a normal employee because salaried employees have, like I said, with the working from home stuff, have very bad limitations to what they can claim. Yeah, it's another L. You, yeah, Booker T, you're not getting away from this. Like unless you go and take pictures of someone else's room. And claim it. Booker T, this is bank pros. This is not a free consultation. Stop your shit. Yeah, this is a lot of consult. You pay this man. The man runs a, a tech consultancy. Just pay him. Pay him for the hour. You can ask him all of these questions and he'll give you like really good advice. This sure. guy isn't even this contributing guy. to the conversation, but man's only asking questions asked, relevant to he's himself. He's writing stuff down. He's like, yes, this is bullshit. Yes, money back. Money back. Money back. This is bullshit, Booker T. 
Sure. That is hustling a consult. You do you do know that we we shareholders in Tax Maverick. We can you can you know access these services at a discounted rate if you want. Okay, Tax Maverick to close up. I got I had a tweet from Sophie. If you do OnlyFans and you get a boob job, can you write it off as a business expense? Genuine question. It's Sophie XOF. So my answer to Sophie was, it depends on the probability of the boobs leading to future economic benefits. Because I see these new boobs as an asset. And then all of the maintenance and taking care of them is an expense. If you have an OnlyFans and you decide to get some enhancements done, tax deductible, yes or no? This reminds me of a, of a, of a client who wanted to claim for cosmetic surgery uh, as medical right. expenses. And we just he calls a client. <laughs> um, what kind of clients is tax revenue? Were you the client or was the no, person no, no. the client? So, so what happened was the person, the person, I think, got gold teeth, and so that was the cosmetic surgery. And SARS, SARS, what? What? Wait, what? No, yeah. not bad. No, so, come on, come on, come on, be, be serious. So SARS, why I'm you serious. got these wretched ass clients? Why? Wait, 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 wait. Who are you consulting with? Tax Maverick. What are you doing in your spare time, my man? <laughs> Where? Which, which establishments are you frequenting? No, this was this is a client when I was still working full when I was still working in my in my when I was still working for corporate. The client tried to claim for cosmetic medical surgery, and the SARS disallowed it on the basis that medical surgery has to be has to be for something that they are fixing. It's not for improvements to your to your body. It it's not allowed to be cosmetic. It's interesting though the OnlyFans question about the boob job because the thing is, because there might be a direct link to the income. The point that you made, Koshik. So, yeah, that's that's an interesting question. But if it's medical, please ask. Please please reach out and find out for me from SARS. I think it's. It's quite important that we get to the bottom of this. The person who does the surgery has to be a registered medical practitioner, though. Oh, then it, then it doesn't count. Okay, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's fine. Sorry, sorry about, about that. that. Andre, sorry. Apologies. This 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 was something done in Turkey, but <laughs> I, uh, I can't. I, can't I didn't do. know we needed to use real doctors. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know. Uh, Rick is sponsoring this here this here improvement, and he wants to know if he's going to get any money back. That's. <laughs> I just, I le- yeah, well, I won't call it a sponsorship, I'll call it an investment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tax Maverick, how do people get hold of you? Well, not physically get a hold of you, but how do they, <laughs> uh, how can they reach out for some tax help? Yeah, they can They can email Andre at taxmaverick.co.za or email my assistant Fordia at taxmaverick.co.za. That's usually the easiest. Who, who's your, wait, wait, do you, do you have your assistant? Your assistant. Your assistant. Yes. That is your wife, comrade. That's, please, wait, wait. Man. Describe the relationship with your assistant. My relationship with my assistant is we are married. Wow. <laughs> wow. This, this, is, this is a harassment case. No, this is the case of HR. No, you she, and Booker T are both sleeping on the couch. I, no, hope, it's just, I hope it's not the same couch. <laughs> She's got a degree in HR. In- wow. <laughs> this man really took working My from man, home you seriously. Are, eh? You are harassing an employee who has a degree you in are, HR. You're harassing, hey. you're harassing an employee. 
<laughs> is she going to write up? Is she going to do a write up against herself? You know what? I'm glad you're a tax practitioner and you don't consult on anything else. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that is all I'm saying. Right. Closing up. Wrap up. Comments, statements, expletives. HBK, Shop Michaels. I think the, the most important, two important things that I got out of this conversation today. The first is it is always better to be proactive about managing your taxes than be reactive because when you are reactive, all of the decisions are, you know, all your options are bad. You're either paying a lump sum or you are sleeping with, uh, with one eye open. And the second is, guys, a lot of these tax benefits sound great in principle and the concept of it sounds great. But always do the work to understand whether the benefit is worth the admin and the issues and the back and forth because often what you think may be valuable to you is actually just headache that you're inviting into your life. Wise words. Booker T. The man is running a scam organization trying to get free tax advice on the podcast. What do you have to say? <laughs> Pay your taxes. You, you don't want to go to jail. Pay your taxes. No, I, I, I agree with HBK. I also think, uh, especially when it comes to retirement, you know, the benefit that you should be seeking there, like, yes, there is a tax benefit, but it's also, you know, you want to retire with some money in your pocket. So consider con- consider the, the full benefits when you're, when you're looking at something, right? Medical, medical aid is important because you just need medical aid. Yes, there's a tax benefit, but also there's a benefit that comes from having medical aid. So uh, look at the full benefits, not just what you're going to be getting off of your taxes. And also, not dying is a benefit. When you, there's a benefit to not dying. There's a benefit to not dying. But also, when you get these uh, these tax claims back, when this when this money comes back to you and you get a refund from SARS, should it happen, invest the money. It's not it's not it's not a baddie bonus. It's not for you to go spend in the clubs. In, invest it. That's how you maximize on the benefit. Such bad advice. <laughs> such bad advice. It's such bad. This man is giving you advice uh, that he doesn't fucking take yeah. because I know him personally. I know this man for a long time, and he's telling you things he doesn't practice. Carry do on. Not as I do. Do as I say. <laughs> That's all for me. Tax Maverick. I think my words are: it's easier to stay up to date than the head of SARS because then. Your life is your life is actually way easier and less stressful. One of the one of the things a lot of clients tell me is when they come into a consultation, they're like their stress levels are like eight out of ten. Us oh, under it, and and then once I've chatted with them, it's like ah, oh, you know, I'm not stressed about it anymore. So once you get your taxes sorted out and to a point where it's up to date, it's only thing that you have to tick over year by year. It's way more manageable. It's easier to do a lot of things. It's easier to do business if you're up to date with your tax. It's easier to emigrate or, or get international clients if you're up to date with your tax. It's just, it, it just makes it easier. And yeah, we're here to help. Final words from my side, you don't pay income tax if you don't have an income. That's my tax advice. Bank bros, Solid. signing out. I'll <laughs> next week. We're done.